Well, if there was no synergy, then why wouldn't we just take testosterone? Hey, what's going on, guys? On this episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear, we are going to discuss steroid synergy, the idea of one plus one equaling three. We've talked about it on other programs before, but I wanted to get Skip and Andrew's opinions. After that, we're asked if we could only pick one brand of equipment to outfit a gym, what brand would it be? And then from there, we've got like a ton of listener questions, and we're going to just rapid fire those motherfuckers out. If you guys enjoy our content, then do me a favor, hit the like button and leave us a comment, uh, plus comments, likes, all that stuff. It helps to boost us up in the algorithm. And hey, if you're new here, let me encourage you to hit the subscribe button and hit the bell. We've got several bodybuilding podcasts coming out each week, tons of entertainment and education to help you do better at the sport that we love, make faster gains and stay safe in the process. All right, guys, let's get to the program. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat and Gear. Of course, I'm here with Skip Hill and Andrew Berry. I'm Scott McNally. Uh, we've been coaching now. Skip's been coaching for 20 years. Andrew for 14. I'm just behind him at 13 years. So uh, literally, we've seen a whole lot of people transform their physiques. And we're here today to freely share our education with you to help you do better at this sport that we love. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for some additional savings. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. You can get good blowout deals on uh, closeout items. Plus, you can get like average and like fancy Canadian supplements that you can't get here like that. Uh, also, guys, thank you to everybody who's been supporting our programming on Patreon. Uh, today we have a topic, steroid synergy. Steroid synergy. Was that very YouTube? You could use the horn right there. That the horn worked out beautifully. Would the horn be good? I've got this party noise. I don't know. The horn is what about, always good. How about this one? Like steroid synergy. No. Yeah, that would be Something good. Like that. that would be good. All right. I was anyway. at the Grand Prix a couple weeks ago, the show, and I haven't I don't usually go to shows very often. Yeah. And I heard somebody use a horn. I was like, Oh, Scott's here. Oh, you're talking no, about like somebody brought an air horn to the contest? Yeah, yeah. So I equate the air horn oh. now to Look the podcast. That noise. Every time I hear it. I think about Scott using it. Let me put, let me just make a we point a, too. When you get the when you get your team skip protein from uh, True Nutrition, because I know everybody True when they nutrition. use protein uses protein. There you go. There you go. Marshmallow treat. I'm Ooh, telling. I'm not good. moved. I'm not moved at my in my like guts and in my core by a flavor. And usually new ones, like I get them and I'm like, you know, they're not bad. I'm gonna say, but but I'm not like overwhelmed by them I'm marshmallow red velvet treat. i'm like oh that's good marshmallow treat is like a fucking grand slam i was huh. really impressed like i'm like uh every, <laughs> it's funny because i have to keep myself from going to the bag sometimes because i'm like i'm gonna run out i'm gonna yeah. run out before my next order so i try to like you know do you ever do the make uh, sure maple pecan that's my jam i knew one that i found. didn't like it See, I just, I, and that's where the yeah. preference comes into play i mean some people like different things i just wasn't a, a big like fan it. and anything with cinnamon in it like pumpkin spice i don't want you know dante to text me and be like what the fuck dude but i'm like this this tastes like fireball like this shouldn't taste like this i'm not sure and then other people will say i freaking love pumpkin spice and i normally like pumpkin spice but i'm like not working for me so everybody has their preference but if you're not sure and you're going to order protein for true nutrition check out the marshmallow treat because i'd be pretty surprised if you didn't like it nice all right well listen let's get to our topic we'll dive into some steroid talks that's what people on youtube want to hear talking about steroids <laughs> steroid synergy for real though um 
You know, we, we talk about the idea of, you know, one compound does one thing, another compound, basically one plus one equals three. First of all, do you guys believe that there is such a thing as steroid synergy? Well, definitely. Especially when it comes yeah. to like peptides, like GH and insulin, like used together. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely, absolutely synergy there. Anyone that says otherwise, your shit's fake. Um, yeah. In terms of <laughs> compounds, like we're talking about like building like the perfect cycle, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, obviously you're taking a testosterone usually as a base, adding any other anabolic into the mix. There is some synergy there, right? I mean, mm -hmm. unless you're just compounding it with more testosterone, but I think there's absolutely synergy between, you know, adding an androlone based drug, adding, you know, um, you know, a testosterone based drug, you know, going DHT route. I think there's absolutely, but I think more importantly, it comes down to personal preference based off of lack of side effects with the compounds. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that too. Like that's my main thing. When I ask people, yeah, when I ask people like, okay, um, when they're ready to start a cycle, I kind of ask them, okay, what do you have on hand? Um, you know, what have you had good experiences with? Are there, is there anything that you've used in the past that is just like a, a non-starter or like, you're like, man, like, like, you know, honestly, a lot of times it's like trend. People are like, man, like, I like the effects of trend, but I hated the effects of trend, if you get what I'm saying, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, the insomnia, the way I was feeling, the way I was treating other people, you mm -hmm. know, my wife said I had to qu quit bodybuilding if I'm ever going to use this drug again. So that's a non-starter for me. So I do think yeah. the synergy comes with finding the compounds that work well for the person in terms of lack of side effects. I think that that hits the nail on the head. I think, you know, we did this topic on drugs and stuff and Dave Crossland, he was against the idea of steroid synergy. And I think it comes down to how do we define it? And the way he was defining it was saying mm -hmm. that it was going to create this magical third effect, you know, where like you have you have peaches and you have nectarines and you put them together and now you have watermelons. You know what I mean? It's like, well, well it, let me ask. Let me ask you this about Dave. Has he ever competed in a bodybuilding show? No, he has like gone to like stage condition. Okay. So no, then I could see why he would say that then. I, well, I, I think it, though, I can see that. Do you, would you say that, you know, cause can you take one steroid and another steroid and make a third steroid? I think if you're defining it that way, then the answer is probably no. I don't think that you get a no. third steroid out of it, but you do get some really good, like my worst, one of my worst cycles was my, I got I got into you know D ball. Then I did test. Then I did test in D ball. Then I did test in Deca. I had really bad recovery from that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do a cycle of just test. And I took a gram, and it was Sustanon, and I broke out so bad. Like that test, I took all that test, and then I broke out terribly. Uh, my thought process was it's about the same amount of milligrams, and this, you know instead of 500 tests, 400 Deca, I'm taking just a thousand tests, right? I ended up doing a lot better on that test DECA cycle because I didn't get all the side effects from all that goddamn test. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. to me, there was a nice synergistic effect there of being able to be able to push the, the total milligrams up, make some good progress. I was in a much more anabolic state than I would have been having just used just the test alone at 500. Um, and, and, you know, they complemented each other really well, I guess, is what my point would be. And that's to me what a synergy is, is complementary compounds. Well, if there was no synergy, then why wouldn't we just take testosterone? 
which is a very, very good point. And I completely, so I, Scott, you were going where I was going to go as far as defining synergy. And, and I just want to say this about Dave, because I don't, not that Dave would think this was a slam, but his situation with gear use is different because he's looking at it more from strictly just a muscle building, strength building, size building thing where I think that's why Andrew asked if he had ever done a show. It wasn't a slam. Like what the, like, what does he know? Yeah, I don't want right. anybody to think we're, you know, no, no, no. Going after him. it's just more of that synergy can come down to as you're getting leaner and you're trying to maximize, you know, hold on to muscle tissue, maximize muscle tissue while still being in ridiculously low body fat levels. And they may not, understand or or not understand but well understand that a synergy component at that exactly at that particular level so it's kind of apples and oranges from from day versus what we're doing in the sense of condition versus just sheer size but when it comes to the definition i would almost say that and, and i don't know if you guys agree with this or not but i look at synergy as almost like saying the majority of people respond this way to this versus or these combinations because there's always exceptions so synergy if you just say something is synergistic it's kind of to me it implies black and white that it'll be that'll be it's just synergistic uh, for everything and in all all like every time that's really not not the case some people respond very well to combinations of drugs that that you typically wouldn't see people respond well to. And I think that until you do gear for a long time, you can't say for sure, maybe you can never say for sure, but you can't say that, well, I responded to this, this cycle so much better because of the cycle, because the next time you come back to that same cycle, you may be in a completely different place from uh, stress levels, you know, cortisol, uh, diet, um, you know, caloric intake. Absolutely. There are just, I think there's so many variables that you almost really have to come around to that same cycle Hmm. three or four times, maybe five. I mean, I'm throwing arbitrary numbers out to make my point, but you know, five times versus just doing it once or twice and going, I respond because we all know we've come back to very, very similar cycles and even dosing protocols, but we don't always respond as well or sometimes better depending so there's just a lot of variables there that i think makes it difficult do i think there's synergy you make the the best point andrew and that is we would just take testosterone if there weren't if if there wasn't you could just literally run run those compound that one compound and you would get that so then i think the question becomes what do we think is synergistic i mean i I just throw the one out that would be you know for size I, i i still laugh and say that Deca, test Deca and D ball. If you can't grow on test Deca and D ball, then you probably should take up golf. And and I'm not saying just you know you're not that you're not going to have sides from that stuff, but I mean just from a purely growth standpoint, you should be growing pretty well from that. I think that Winstrol and Tran, Winstrol and um, you know MPP work together in almost kind of a synergistic sort of way. Masteron and uh, uh, or even Proviron, Masteron or Proviron and or Proviron and Tess. Obviously, there's a synergy there I was thinking because of that you're going one. to. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one's kind of a no brainer just because it's going to increase free testosterone level by lowering SHBG. So you have and you also have the added benefit of, you know, a slight or mild anti-estrogen. There, there are those little things that 
you know will fit together for the very large majority or the vast majority of people. But man, to say it goes straight across the board, that's a, you know, you, Scott, you took your dosing up and you broke out, but who's to say that that's not even an estrogen related issue because I'm not a fan of that sure. because those goddamn esters are so fucking long. Yeah. And it, let me ask you guys this. Do you get the question about Sussanine where people tend to think it's a very short ester because of one of those compounds being short? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's long as fuck. Like it's long oh, as yeah. fuck. Like <laughs> the amount of short ester in there is like this, whereas the rest yeah. of it is like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, guys are, you, you guys want a short ester? Throw some fucking prop in there. <laughs> you, do you remember that old school old. idea of loading? Because you know who the gorilla chemist was on one of our shows recently, and he said he likes this idea of like run. You remember the like running an amp a day of sustenance for twenty one days type yeah. thing? That he's he's yeah. subscribed to that type of thing before, and then you don't need to take gear for a long time because now you got that shit just just soaring for you know yeah. a period after. So yeah. Anyway, what are you gonna say, Andrew? Uh, like six things, but I just keep going back to my, my well, I think the, the pre-contest is the most clear cut, clear cut example we can use of synergy with drugs, because I would imagine 95% of prep guys recommend to their clients the same five compounds, you know, varying sure, dosages, probably. but you know, there's going to be a test base. There's probably going to be Mastron in there. There's probably going to be Trent at some point. There's yeah. going to be an oral of either Winstrol or Anavar or sometimes both. Um, and there's going to be something to counteract estrogen, you know, at some point later on in the cycle. That's absolutely, you know, th there's other things that people can throw in. Like, you know, some people respond really well to halo testing. Some people friggin' hate it. Some people, um, really fill out nicely with something like super draw other people, maybe the stuff they were getting is fake, or they, they are prone to the estrogenic side effects, which are not directly caused by the drug, but you know, they start holding water on it. So there's those individual things. But my point is that there's like a main three, four five drugs that most people are taking on any national stage and any pro stage on any given show. And the reason for that is because there is synergy with the look they provide when you take those things in conjunction with each other. Absolutely agree. agree. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's move on to some questions. Um, I don't have a screen cap of the first one. Uh, I can't remember where I found it, but I gathered it up today and I was I was hunting because I was like, this would be a good fun first one. Can't find it. But his idea, his question was uh, if you could only pick one brand of machines, training machines, what brand would you go oh, with? I like that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fun because there's so many good brands out there, but to limit it to one, man, and go with – like I couldn't do Prime because I work out at home and I'd fit like one machine in my whole basement. You know. What I'm well, let's say you had a whole – you had a warehouse available to you. You had you know, 60,000 square foot facility and you could outfit it with I guess one brand is what we're saying for, yeah, for across so. the board. That's, That's hard. I can call um, it. I can – I can call it because I just it's it's just tried and, tr and because I'm old school it's tried and true and it's been around. I'm just gonna go with Hammer Strength because it, I if I were to build a gym, I guess this is how I look at. It. If I were to build a gym, obviously I wouldn't go with one line, but it would be predominantly Hammer Strength for a couple reasons. Number one, I fucking love it. You can hit. I mean, there's just every fucking angle possible, and mechanically, biomechanically, it's damn near flawless. I have only come across a couple pieces of hammer strength that i just think this is kind of useless like this or a safety issue there's a they make a leg press one of their gen leg presses is horrible because the hook catches are behind the platform so you can't see them catch 
And I just think that is incredibly fucking dangerous. And the handle is wonky, so it's not a clear-cut lock versus not lock. You got to pull it in, push it down, and then pull it up and pull it out. It's a, it's not a good good machine. But by and large, the vast majority, I've said vast three times, I'm going to have to come up with a different word, um, that it's overwhelming. It's just, yeah, exactly. It, it's just usually a go-to. Now, if you're going to make me pick machines that are selectorized, shit, I'm going with Icarian. Icarian has been oh, around for so long. So Those, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't you, you can only pick one, Skip, and you picked Hammer. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I'm ready to go with the new line. I'm like, if I, it was a new line, I'd pick this. But uh, go for it. And, and I have to say Elite FTS because I'm with Elite FTS, and it, they make some of the the strongest equipment on the fucking planet. Yeah, they do. My only argument with I with Elite FTS is. And this is the reason that even though all the gyms I've ever trained in in my life, I have never one time seen a piece of elite FTS, probably because I don't train powerlifting gyms too. It's yeah, exactly. But it's very, very, um, it's so over the top strong that the large majority, not vast, but the large majority of people don't need, they don't want to spend that money as gym owners because they don't have people in there who are going to test the limits or the capacity of those machines from a strength standpoint. So it doesn't seem, the cost to benefit really doesn't seem to be there. Janae Crock did here in Michigan. So come on up. Fucking right. Get a good work. Yeah, no, no question. So she'll mess some shit up too with big numbers. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, Josh, um, McMillan. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, he's a, he's a friend of mine. I mean, what, one of the top 10 benchers. I mean, the guy is just absolutely fucking stacked and jacked and always a super nice guy too. So what do you got, Andrew? Were you, were you going with that carry first on first on that note? You just mentioned bench press. I, I've been, in two different cities over the last two weekends and probably three times between those two weeks, people come up to me and say, yo, how much do you bench? And I'm like, not much. Like, <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's that question everybody asks, how much do you bench? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, 275 for like eight, maybe right now. I don't know. I haven't gotten under a bench, but anyway, <laughs> um, I was going to go with that carrion. Um, I like the, uh, I just like the way it feels more than anything. You know, um, I don't think they have, enough machines to cover the full body or maybe i just haven't been exposed to them but the, yeah. the pieces that i have had you know like a hack squat or you know um leg presses that kind of stuff i've, I've just really really enjoyed so yeah. i'm gonna assume that some of their upper body equipment is just as good like i've had their chest press which is good um but i think i think you were right skip because hammer strength does something for every muscle group and they do something well yeah. for every muscle group um, yep. they had, they do have kind of a shittier line too, uh, with, you know, the ones where like, uh, like the selectorized stack, I don't think they do great on the mm, selectorized stack I agree. machines, but yep. the, but the plate loaded machines, you know, they got what, six different variations for low rows. I feel like, yeah. um, you can't go wrong there, but so yep. besides hammer strength, I'd probably go Icarian. That's, that's Icarian's good. Atlantis is another good one that if you, if you see Atlantis equipment, Agreed. you know, they've got solid mm-hmm. stuff. I would love to um, to to check out more Prime stuff. I haven't used a lot of their equipment. Um, I, I like I'm everything, everything I've used by Strive. It looks cool. Yeah. And, and you know what, too? If you were opening a gym and you had, like, all Prime equipment, I feel like that would be, like, a big, like, a, a hipster selling spot. You know what I mean? Like It is. It, it, it really would be. 
Um, you know, in, in the same thing, I think would go with Arsenal, you know, if you had like all Arsenal equipment it'd be like a hipster selling spot, but I would love to get more involved with like trying more prime equipment. Cause I know they use a lot of the stuff that strive did a lot of those same ideas. And I like strive yeah. equipment a lot. Strive was great, mm-hmm. but I know that like here in Detroit, uh, RTB gym, he's got several strive pieces and he was saying like, they don't even make pieces for these machines anymore. So if they break, they have oh. to be fabricated. Like, uh, well, they're cheaper. They're significantly cheaper. So fixing them might be yeah, worth it. It would be a lot less expensive. <laughs> and I don't see Arsenal as hipster. I see Arsenal oh, yeah. as pretty fucking badass. If I had to go with new line equipment, like someone said, you can only go, I would definitely go with, with Arsenal. I think Arsenal is fucking good. And I don't, I don't see them as. Oh, as yeah. Yeah. They're right. Like, I would yeah, say Prime. I do. I would say Prime and and Arsenal are both like cool. They're the they're cool brands, you know. They're the new, yeah, they're the new kids on the better. block in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say this though, like have you done the Arsenal pendulum squat versus like the Atlantis pendulum squat? Atlantis is nice. I had nice. Atlantis Atlantis is solid. Like all right, the Arsenal, you get the weight up here, it goes like this. Okay. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed that, but like for some reason the arm isn't strong enough. So like I feel oh. like I'm rocking this way where Atlantis I'm straight up and down, like, and I'm feeling it right. It's probably because you're using more weight on the pendulum than I am. So that might have, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I liked about the Arsenal pendulum is the platform is adjustable for, for the angle, which I'm like, Oh shit. They were thinking somebody was actually thinking when they put this piece together, that's freaking awesome. I could do one better than you. Have you guys, have you guys used Watson? Uh, The Watson hack squad, not the dumbbells though. I don't want their dumbbells. No, no, no. You, have you used the hack squat? I have hydraulic. No. You, you can hydraulically change it in intra, intraset. Oh, no okay. kidding. So, oh, I've oh, yeah. heard of that one. So, yeah, and you can yeah. adjust the platform, I think, six different levels. So you can wow. make it a, like you could be like a dead true squat. And in that set, let's say, and two plates on there feels like four plates on a regular barbell squat, right? So yeah. you could be doing that. You, you max out. Your buddy could be behind you hitting the button, or I think it's a lever lowering it down degrees oh, as you go so wow. now you're here and then you fail there you can lower you down even more so you're failing oh, uh, wow. or so you can lower it yeah you can change angle intraset which is actually pretty crazy we did a couple crazy sets with that um, they have one down at mi40 down in tampa hmm. yeah i i know they make have you ever seen their dumbbells like they have like the spinning handles they're the thick ones they spin they're they're like the 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 dumbbells are they spin they're loose yeah. It's weird, so they, like and they school. are thick. <laughs> they are thick, all dumbbells yeah. would spin back in like the eighties and shit. Now I've never had a locked. Oh, other than the uh, hex dumbbells, those would be locked. But shit, plates that I had to laugh. Plates that Wait, were actually locked with a pin. Nah, it didn't happen. Scott, you're talking about like you pick the dumbbell up and the and the sides are spinning like this versus not just round dumbbells, right? No, they're like the um the you've got the handle and it's a fat grip yep. handle. And then within but it it's, rotates. Yeah, it's like on a little gyro thing so that the handle itself, yeah. the, the so like if you go to if you go to do like a lateral raise when your hands come up, the dumbbell doesn't twist with it. The dumbbell sits gotcha. in the same spot, but the handle twists. So yeah, it's, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I've tried. I've tried to like it because they look so cool. They have a, a set of it would probably look cool it. while you're doing because it would look like those spinners on like the on rims. rims. Wheels. Yeah, like when you're stopped at a light, but they're still going. That would be cool. Yeah. You could have glitter in, on back it and in, everything. Back in 2001. Yeah. 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 All right. So <laughs> here's the deal. We have 
a bunch of questions, like more questions than we could probably get through. We've got like a half hour, 25 minutes to blow through these. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short dated, and label changed products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the shelf. So I'm going to throw these things at you guys. Rapid fire. Here we go. I'm going to start right skip. here. No talking. You can't, skip, can't talk. You can't talk anymore. Uh, Andrew brought up a chiropractor toward the end of speaking on injuries. What are your guys' thoughts on seeing a chiropractor, even if you're not dealing with injuries? I've always been a little skeptical of them. Yes. Your turn. I think, yes. I think it's a smart thing to do, especially if you have a chiropractor that's not one of, you know, like the saying is like, once you meet a chiropractor, you're married to him. If you don't have a chiropractor that's like pushing you on this plan of, oh, I need to see you four times a week for three months. And then one of those guys is kind of a quack. Probably he's, he's just trying to bleed you for money. But if you have a, a a chiropractor, that's an athlete themselves, they'll tell you when they need to see you, or they'll tell you like, Hey, Mm -hmm. let's just do like once every three weeks. I think you're good there. If, If anything flares up, come see me in the meantime. And that's my chiropractor. So I would say for me personally, I've gotten a lot more out of having a good, a good soft tissue person. And then if I were going to, if we're going to pick one person to see on a more regular basis, if I could afford to, it'd probably be soft tissue. And, but chiropractor as needed for sure. That'd be my thought. All right. If you get a chiropractor that does both, you're in, in luck. Yes. All right. Troy asks why, and this isn't, he asked this on another show too. Why are traps never used for injection sites? They are larger muscle groups, but larger than the deltoid. I'm not putting a needle that close there. to my spine. Yeah, I'm not putting a needle that close <laughs> to my spine. Go, Andrew. You got more nerves there. Have you ever done a trap I, shot? Either of you? Nope. No. Right. And I've done a lot of fucking shots. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say more than one. Never will. Skip. Just, just so know, you know. You're, you know, you're having a hard time here. Um, all caps. So it's very important from Dalton. Dalton, you can take it. The, you take How it to set caps. up a ham back day. We'll be secondary back day and we'll have hit two ham curls on my normal leg day. Needing to improve overall hams and lat width and thickness. Upper mid, upper mid back is overdeveloped compared to lats. Take it. I'm going to go back. to. I just saw something that Dorian put out recently. Dorian. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Um, he was like, look, don't add extra volume in. That's not the reason. You need to find a better connection to that muscle group. So change the way you're presenting to the exercise and how you're executing the exercise over just adding more volume to it because that's probably not the answer. And then I'll leave it at that. I was too busy screaming. I don't remember what the fucking answer or what the question was. This is so bad. It backfired on me. It just backfired. Sorry, because Andrew had a good answer for that one. Yeah. We got a comment for Skip. We got a comment for Skip here. Additionally, I had no idea how jacked Skip was until I saw his thumbnail pop up in the comment. Damn. 
thumbnail. For... It must have been when you were commenting on a previous episode, uh, the, one of the episodes you weren't there for. You're jacked. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't, yeah or well, maybe it was like that the, was the thumbnail for the picture. <laughs> I no. don't know. I appreciate it I'm, either way, but I'm like, I, I'm trying to think of when I looked so jacked that someone would be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out of here, dude. People have been impressed with you for a long time. Um, let's see what else we got here. Not just for conditioning. Okay. <laughs> but it is nice when people notice your conditioning, right? No, yeah, no question. I, I that's why I don't want to downplay. I'll take a compliment anywhere I can get it, and I'm flattered by it. All right, Max Holiday's with us on the live feed. Uh, he asks us. Uh, Doc is saying that I need a total shoulder replacement, and then went on to say that I can't train anymore because I could potentially loosen the pins, bolts, securing them down. Is this BS or not? Sorry to hear that, by the way, Max. Long-time listener. I can't think of any reason he would say that, though, With if it wasn't, if it was bullshit. I mean, I don't know what, what his motivation would be. I, being a doctor, because I'm not a doctor, I don't play one on the podcast, the internet, or via email, I would say listen to him before listening to us in a situation like that. I thought you were going to say, or the bedroom. I don't know why I was waiting That's for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go against you here. Because only because I know who we are and I know who, like if someone told you, Skip, you're getting a shoulder replacement, you can never do anything for your shoulders again. Wouldn't you go into the gym after you recovered and test out this, test out that? Not oh, sure. That if, that's what he, if, if that's what he meant, I missed that. Right. I thought it was just while it was recovering. I took that as the doctor saying you're, you're, you're done lifting anything over your head, side laterals, even bench pressing. Oh, like fuck you're done. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah like, fuck that. And, and I honestly, thought it was during doctors, doctors will use like statements like that. Just, I think so that you don't completely re-injure it. But I think yeah. I mean, we're all smart people. You can find workarounds, right. To stimulate right. the tissue. Is it as optimal as when you were a healthy guy? Absolutely not. But you can still do something. 1997, I think it was, when I had my uh, bunch of cartilage removed out of my left knee, ACL replaced as well. They were like, you can never use uh, leg extensions again. And uh, they told me not to squat either. Guess what? I got a power squat and a leg extension in my house. I've been doing it for 20 fucking years. So there's that. Yeah. All right. And now you're a thousand pound squatter, right? <laughs> right. I can't even I can't even use my Cadillac bar or my uh my transformer bar unfortunately yet. Um all right, so I'm going to a bunch of stuff we had on Instagram. Uh have you seen any benefit to trend A seventy five milligrams the last six weeks of prep? Uh wait what? Of course yes. you of course we have. Have you seen any benefit? Yeah. Last six. Oh, uh, maybe he means like, should do you need to run it longer? Let's ask it that way. Maybe that's what he meant. I'm a six weeks or even a five or four week out guy with trend myself with and with athletes that I work with. I'm not throwing it in at 10 weeks out. Like the, the odd case where someone's like, oh, I like to run trend at 10 weeks out. We talk about the, you know, the benefits and the negatives of that. I leave that up to them. But for me, I, I recommend it at five weeks out. Eight weeks for me. For me, it depends more on dosage. Uh, if it is mild dose, I have – this is just me. I'm not saying right or wrong. I, I don't have any problem going at 10 weeks if the dosage – I think what happens these days within the last, I don't know, five, seven years, everybody 
tends to want to run the dosages for trend uh, much higher than is actually needed. And I think even guys at higher levels, they just don't need those dosages. So I don't have any problem running it to 10. However, if it's not needed at that point and things are going, then of course it doesn't need to go in. Uh, but I think I'm, a, I'm kind of a 10 week guy, um, give or take. I don't Can usually we, like to go any longer. Would, would we all be in agreement that like some of these cycles, prep cycles we see where trends starting at 20 weeks out is completely unnecessary? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 One of our listeners said that recently. They're like, I'm on trend and a bunch of other stuff. I'm 20 weeks out. I'm like, what you going to do when you get yeah. to four weeks out? I would say six. Hell of a gamble. Six to eight's average. Hell of a gamble with a $32 million playing lieutenant. You like saying For me personally, like I like to throw trend in as like, okay, we're pretty much already in shape. And then I just, and not that like trends a fat burning drug, I'm not trying to get that out there, but I want to see majority of what you're going to look like before we add in like the icing on the cake, such as trend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like I want to get a general idea of fat loss is under control. Like we're right in striking distance. We're two, three weeks from reaching our con condition, like the way we want it for stage. So then we'll throw it in and you're just going to get better and better. You know, I don't, I feel like some people throw it in earlier to try to kind of I feel like it might trick themselves and their coaches into thinking they're in better condition than they are sometimes because trend can kind of have that effect with, you know what I mean? With the graining, the fullness and everything. Um, and I just try to, I, I would rather wait and hold that as like a, you know, one month or, you know, six weeks out kind of thing. Let me just All throw right. a thought on the other side of that is, and that's with trend and with orals and is when yes. they come in later, the, and they may not, I don't usually bring them in together, but within a few weeks of each other, then the the recovery, even in that caloric deficit, it there's such a shift in recovery that the the training just becomes so much. I don't know, not not just the look and everything, but there's just a just a shift, a shift in recovery, a shift in kind of how they feel. Uh, and the other thing is too is when that dosing is low or or lower. You, they tend to not have most people don't usually have as much problem with sleep and and the negatives that kind of impact your quality of life when it comes to that the later stages of prep too okay not always I, it's, it's not a black and white rule but i think it tends to it doesn't doesn't the lower doses don't hit them as hard no, well i got a follow-up for you then even though this is rapid fire we're doing it um minimal uh effective dose if you were to work with somebody in a prep using trend minimum effect per like like how how low would you go to still make it worthwhile two mil a week will still work incredibly well for most people i think so that'd i mean be you're like, adding uh, a compound that wasn't there before day? well here's the thing <laughs> they list trend as 76 milligram per mil but it, whether it's 76 mil or 100 mil or we could argue about the difference of why it would be 76 or 100 but typically you're getting trending acetate at 100 milligram mm -hmm. the way that it's so at two mil, you're talking like 200 milligram. It, you're adding in a compound that otherwise wasn't there. You're going to benefit from it. Each person is going to benefit differently. But what I'm saying is that 200, 200 meg, that 200 meg is stronger than most of the shit, most of any other shit you're going to take at 200 meg. And it just has added benefits. Like Andrew was saying, you're not really going to burn more body fat, but there's an argument that there is some kind of difference that can't be you can't put your finger on when it comes to lean. It could just be that everybody's in prep when they use it, but there is just something extra there with, with the trend compound. The trend Some call it compound. synergy. It could be called synergy. It could be called synergy. Very, very well, good, well placed. That was good. Minimum effective dose though, that I, I got a guy using 20 milligrams a day. 
There he's you go. competing this weekend. So. Oh no shit! All right. Yep. Wow. Uh, do you guys know anything about uh, lowering, uh, seeing that you have low white blood cells while on cycle? Well, I guess you got to figure out why do you have low white blood cells. You're probably crushing your immune system on some level. Um, because, you know, like testosterone, there's a metabolite called like, I'm going to botch the name. It begins with an E. It's like etiocholine. Oh, it's the one that pops up when you got test flu. You know what I'm talking about? I you know, don't. Crickets? No. Okay. So, yeah. you know how we talk about like the test flu? Of course, yeah. Yeah. When you when you when you bump, when you're bumping your test dosage up, it's because you're creating this metabolite, which I believe, and I'm going to botch it, but I think it it's called like etiocholine something something, okay, and it downregulates the immune system, and I'm thinking that's probably what we're what we're looking at here with the lowered white blood cells, unless there's kidney or liver issues. So that's the other thing to look at. All right, um, mini cuts to prolong a growing phase. How much, uh, how do you know uh, to change, excuse me, how much do you change calories training cardio supplements? Well, it's not much about body fat, it's about resensitization, but it's a huge, it's a huge, um, this is a huge, huge gray area. I mean, it's got to be big enough for you to get the impact, but not so big that it's going to um, you know, I don't say offset your progress, but I mean, you don't want to set yourself back and be too aggressive with it too. It's, uh, that's a hard one because it's just going to be different for everybody. Ballpark. I mean, if it, well, yeah, I can't because yeah. if you're in a growth and you're just, you're just pushing calories big time, then, you know, four, four or 500 calories may not do much of anything. So, and then yeah. for other people, it could be dramatic. So it depends. It depends on the condition as far as whether you're in a massive surplus, if you're in a smaller surplus, uh, you're spinning your wheels. It, it, but again, I, I think my biggest point here is you don't do a mini cut. I don't think to just get lean that, that isn't mm -hmm. your, you're actually doing it to resensitize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, of well, course we do. That's the answer. And the question was, do any of you guys use or believe in DC training stretches? Yes. Yes. We believe. Yeah, in definitely. That. Yeah, definitely believe in it. The concepts rock solid. Do I do them? Here's, I admit that I don't do them, which is kind of odd. Here's you, the problem. It's contradictory. It's kind of like abs, right? Like we all in our head program <laughs> ab training twice a week or whatever the hell, right? If there's one thing that's going to get cut out on training day, it's going to be ab training. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, you're going to do your, you're going to do your bread and butter, your, your meat and potatoes, Scott. And then uh, Thank you. Thank you're going to you. do, you're probably going to get your calves and like, oh shit, abs. Uh, but I got to go pick up my kids or I got to go do the grocery. Uh, I'll do it tomorrow. The DC stretches I find, unless you're doing a true DC program and you're checking in with Dante every week or someone like Dusty, uh, that's probably going to be something that you, you're hit or miss on as well, but they are extremely effective. Can I spin off on this and just ask you guys a real quick question? I know we got to be quick about this, but I have always believed that if you do train through a full range of motion and your exercises are not limited, like your flies or, you know, your dumbbell flies are weak because there's not a full range of motion, your stretching on chins and lat pulls are limited at the top. Like you're not in, you're not in full stretch mode for each rep, things like that. If you're not opening up is what I call it on most, uh, pretty much all of your exercises, then I think the stretching can the DC type stretching can have more of an impact. But I think if you're training through full range of motion on a lot of 
damn near all your exercises. I think that that has a lot of the same benefit as well. Maybe not to the de the degree of DC training, but I think that's the kind. It's just well, I don't want to I don't want to get into it. But I guess what I'm saying is that full range of motion. If you train through a full range of motion and you have exercises that are stretching, like dumbbell flies and opening up at the top of lat, uh, you know, chins and lat pulls and things like that. I do think you know using sissy squats in your true sissy squats, not the new sissy squat piece because someone will point that out that it's not the same thing even though it's called a sissy squat but whatever i get what and i get the point but if you have at least one exercise or two exercises per muscle group that that really open up a stretch like that i do think that that is a a it's not as good as dc training but it's still good in the sense that you're going to stretch the fascia maybe not to the degree of dc training but you're going to stretch the fascia you guys agree with that or am i just way off on that i oh, definitely yeah yeah yeah, I would agree with that. In fact, that's what I was kind of saying in my training on the previous episode, that I'll have some sort of stretch component in there, not necessarily a true yeah. DC stretch. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Let's see here. Um, thoughts on a second blast cycle. Uh, 400 milligrams of test, 200 milligrams of DECA. The first cycle was just 400 milligrams of test. Thank you. I'm going to say the DECA might be a little low. Like the overall load of the of the milligrams of the cycle might be a little low for a second cycle. If you already, what did he did? 400 megs of test to start out. Yep. That, that was right? his first cycle. I guess it depends how well he did with that. Right. I mean, that yeah, depends yeah, on really did, how but... long ago it was, if he came completely off, if he was running TRT, I mean, there are variables there, but I, I tend to have to agree. I mean, it is a little bit low. I don't know that it wouldn't work, but it, I might be, if it were me a little bit more aggressive with the adding the second, yeah. second compound, because if you don't come out of it with some obvious change, I mean, you're, you're, you know, I, and the other thing is you can always, yeah, exactly. You could always go up. I mean, if you wanted to start at 200 True. and you don't like what you see after four to five weeks, uh, then bump it up, double it. I mean, you know, three, 400. No I mean, well, I think though, like the average person, they do a cycle, they start out 400 and 200, they go three weeks, they're going to get impatient. So you, my, my, I guess what I'm thinking is you might as well just go 400, 400 to start with, you know? Uh, I don't think it's too, I don't think that's overboard where someone would go, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure it's too high. I'm gambling here. Um, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. I don't think it's ridiculously high, so I can't disagree with that. Okay. Or okay. I might even say, just go 500, 550 tests. Like if you had great response with 400 megs of tests, bump your test up just right. a little bit and see how that goes. No know? DECA. You're saying. There's a little more. No test. DECA. Yeah. 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 Keep the DECA in the toolbox. Okay. Kind of related then, but from another listener, uh, do you think that, uh, a dose of 500 milligrams a week is worth it if living bodybuilding lifestyle without competition. Sure. Yeah. Oh, here, what, yeah. Well, I'm going to say this though, like, cause people, I talk a lot of people out of competing actually. And to me, like your bodybuilding journey, I hate using that term, but the bodybuilding journey or your fitness journey, whatever you want to call it, that's all individual. Like there's no one that says you got to go up there and, and, and get on stage in a little suit to try to compete for a plastic trophy. Right. Like if you want to be jacked and tan and that's your goal, like, absolutely. Like take as much stuff as you want to take. I mean, be safe about and it. And do you but, agree that that's, yeah. do you agree that that's bodybuilding? I always had an issue with people saying, if you don't compete and it's, it's just kind of, I think it's, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it's kind of douchey to say that someone can't call themselves a bodybuilder because they don't stand on stage. You can clearly bodybuild and not stand on stage and compete. I think, I think it's kind of silly to say. I've that. got, 
I agree with you because I have plenty of friends that live the bodybuilding lifestyle more so than the majority of competitors I know out there. Meaning yep. 52 weeks out of the year, they're a bodybuilder eating their six meals a day, having one free meal. You know what I mean? Like they're living that lifestyle, sure. doing their cardio. They just don't get on stage, you know? Yeah. I think it depends too, like how deep you are in bodybuilding to like your perspective on that, because I could see how some people who like really follow the show but they have never competed, don't have any aspiration to. They might be like, am I really a bodybuilder? I think they are. But I remember when I was involved with photography real heavily, there was the question like, are you really a photographer or are you just a guy that owns a camera? You know what I mean? Because, and I, I think that like for any of us to have this conversation and me being 20 years removed from that now, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm a photographer. I take my phone everywhere I go. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think if you buy a nice camera and you're trying to artistically or you're coming up with a certain genre of pictures that you take, then you're absolutely a photographer, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you went through the trouble of buying a nice camera, buying lenses, learning about what aperture and stuff like that, having like, a passion, I think absolutely. Yeah, that's I'm not going to, I don't mean this by like I'm trying to one up you guys, but I think really. If you think you're a bodybuilder and you consider yourself a bodybuilder, you're a bodybuilder. Fuck everybody else yeah. and what they. I mean, you know, and same thing, I think, with a photographer. We can look at it because we're in a judgmental society anyway. We're constantly judging. but uh, And I understand why, because we want to kind of kind of almost say, well, we're more serious than you are, so you can't right. have this, you know, this label. You know, really is kind of what we're saying. But I do think, I think ultimately it just comes down to what you think. You know, we can laugh about someone thinking that they're an, an Instagram model, but if you think you're an Instagram model, fucking do you. Fuck, I don't <laughs> All right. What else can we get through here? Uh, Primo real question mark versus Masteron E real. He has no question mark after that one. He says Primo real yes. versus Masteron real at 500 milligrams with TRT for slight size and strength boost. Would that be a good, which would be a good idea. That's not TRT. I'd go for one thing. Yeah, you know, with that's his, a very like, on top point. of his TRT is what he means. So. I think oh, it's apples okay. and oranges. I think it's apples and oranges. Really, I mean, if I would take yeah. that, this is just me. I would take that Primo all day because the Mastron, that dose of Mastron with TRT is a really odd, out of whack ratio. It you're yeah. uh, you do, number one, wild. you wouldn't need that much. Yeah, you really wouldn't need that much Mastron for a TRT dose. Um, yeah, in My, in saying that, I guess. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you're doing that, you might actually want to somehow supplant some estrogen into your cycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're running like a 125 or 200 megs of test and you're doing 500 megs of Masteron, I would check that estradiol and make sure you're not not low. And you know what? I, I, I don't want to slam the guy who asked this, but I have to question if you understand that the – and he's asking the question, so so maybe he doesn't. Masteron and Primo are kind of not, you're not comparing, you're not comparing Primo to like say NPP or EQ. You're comparing it to a drug that I, I don't consider to be as AAS as Primo or NPP or it's, I don't want to say it's, I look at it, I think a little bit differently than, than you guys. I look at Masteron as more of like, not an ancillary, but halfway between an ancillary and a, and a AAS. I don't look at it like most master on like most people do i see it as a complement to testosterone than i do an actual aas compound so it's a little bit different perspective you, for me I are you I'm saying just to summarize are you saying that you see it as like something to add to a testosterone cycle so that you can take less ais 
not only just less AI, but to make the test but to make the testosterone more effective more, more, by and more increasing, effective, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's almost like you, okay. if you're taking say 500 milligrams of, of testosterone and you add mass to it, it's almost like saying you're making that 500 more the equivalent of like a 650 in the sense that okay. free testosterone is more important than total testosterone anyway, by lowering SHBG and it just becomes more effective. It's optimizing the testosterone that you're using. I, that's synergy. kind of just the, the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Again, synergy. synergy. <laughs> that, was too, that was too slow on my, my buttons there. Um, all right. Let's see if we got anything to wrap up with here. I think there was a question in the. Let me see if there's anything in the live feed because we may. Have I got one if you know, if you need oh, one. Here it is. We still have. Like, okay, here we go. Okay, uh, you got plenty of them. Cool. Uh, Anavar versus Winstrel and Prep. Ooh, here's the battle. It's going to be two against one. Which do you? And that's a client of mine too. <laughs> and why or both? You set him up, Devin. Let's knock him down, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it just comes down to personal preference. And like for me, I did my first couple geared up cycle or contest preps using Anavar. And then I couldn't get Anavar. So I went with Winstraw. I liked the look of Winstraw better. You know, maybe it was the purity, maybe it was the sourcing, et cetera. But um, I have since typically used Winstraw. Um, I like Anavar. It's just I don't like it as much as Winstraw. I know you're going to go the other way, Skip. I tell you, I'm an I'm an Anavar guy, but um, Devin will back me up on that. I do like both at a lower dose. Like, let's yeah. say you're going to go with a total dose of Anavar. I'd rather split it in half and go Anavar and Winstraw. Anavar, I, you, you guys know, I, I consider it the gold standard. I just think that shit, real Anavar is just fucking incredible. Uh, but Winstraw has its on-paper traits, you know, of being – and it's funny because it's got its pros and cons. For some people, it will make their joints – a little bit drier. Uh, sure. You just feel more rickety. I guess is a better, the best way that I can can explain it. But then you also have the the potential on paper for it to counter, uh, you know, a little bit. You know, when it comes to prolactin too. So running them with you know Tren or shit, which is typically going to happen when you're putting in Winstraw, it can be a Andrew synergistic synergy. synergy. Uh, <laughs> would you guys agree nice. though would you guys agree that if you're working with a client and you want them using an oral over the last four weeks for show and they're like i can only get a or i can only get b you're not going to be that like oh the prep's ruined like we're, oh god no we're, right we're not going to bring the look yeah it's right. not a like that, that yeah unless yeah. the bar is fake then i'm good with either you know what i'm saying that's my only concern <laughs> yeah. is like where are you getting it from yeah. and, just don't inject the wind straw Yes. For fuck's sake, do not. Number one <laughs> yeah. abscess compound in the world, and you just don't need Even if you get it in liquid form, just put it in your fucking mouth. I know that that's circa 2001, but it still holds true today. Just don't put it under your skin, for fuck's sake. You're asking for a problem. All right. Well, Let we... me bring this up, though. Let me ask you one question real quick. Would you guys use Winstrol in an off-season if you were going to use an oral, or would you use Anivar in the off-season if you're going to use an oral? Anivar all day. Me too. Same here. Yeah, yeah, I would have Anavar. Okay. Time and a place. Time and a place. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. We are speaking of time, we are out of it. 
you guys, we, we blew through, but that was fast. Like we did a bunch of questions there in that 25, 30 minute block. So it was, it was good stuff. Hope you guys appreciated it at home. We appreciate everybody tuning in. If you guys want to reach out to any of us for coaching, we'd be happy to help you out. Uh, go to teamskip.com to reach out to skip. You can go to bodyberry.com to reach out to Andrew McNally diets at gmail.com. Email me there. And of course, uh, check out our awesome sponsors, truenutrition.com. What's that flavor skip? The marshmallow, what? Marshmallow treat. Marshmallow treat. I'm Marshmallow gonna I have treat. to order some stuff. I need to get some more collagen. So I'll I'll get some team skip flavored with that. Uh, use our code think for some additional savings. Check out supplementsource.ca if you're from Canada. Get all your effort in there as well as some blowout deals on awesome supplements. And thank you to everybody who's supporting the programming on Patreon. You guys are freaking, uh, you're helping me to make this thing continue to happen. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And uh, gentlemen, as always, it has been a pleasure. We got great synergy. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks everybody in the live feed. We appreciate you guys. See ya.